This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, watch me Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. It is Monday evening here in San Diego, beautiful San Diego, home of AM 1170, The Answer, KCBQ. So excited to share this hour with you, aren't I always? You know, most people go into Monday kind of like dragging their feet, kind of all sad and bummed out that the weekend's over. And I had a phenomenal weekend. I'll tell you all about it in a couple of minutes. But, you know, I get to I get to roll into Monday excited to be here, to be surrounded, not physically in the studio with the love of great patriots like you all. But you're here with me through the beauties of social media. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. Go to my website. I'm starting to get uh, lots of emails through the station website, am1170theanswer.com, as well as my com website. Let me know your thoughts. Al from Lemon Grove never ceases to send me a very long, detailed, very thoughtful email after every show. Mostly telling me I'm wrong, um, but that's okay, Al, because I love you and I appreciate the thoughts because I'm all about free expression. And I, I well, I got to also say thank you to who shares this Monday evening with me. And that is none other than Dijon. Hey, baby. Hey. That's it. Sorry, <laughs> there, wa- there, there wasn't any dynamite in that. Hey, baby. <laughs> I'm a little distracted. I'm I'm doing multiple things at once. All right. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. You got to bring some dynamite to my show, baby. You can't be like dragging tail with that. I Rick brought the dynamite. Uh, yeah, obviously, I need to. I need to sugar him up a little bit. I, I need to go and shove a donut. I didn't at get him. my donut today. No, all right. that's well, the problem. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, we're gonna we've got a fun show for you because you know who always brings the dynamite? It's Della B. So you're gonna want to stay tuned for her because she's got some interesting tidbits at a la la to explode on you all, and then not necessarily dynamite, but another form of weaponry will be here on the show. We've actually got a special guest today, Dallas Martinson from San Diego Guns, who's going to be here because there's no greater issue. Well, the Second Amendment, I I started to say there's no greater issue, but as much as I love free speech, I'm kind of going back and forth in my head. Is there one freedom that is more important than any of the others? You know how much I value free speech. I talked a lot about that last week. Well, Really, the ability to defend ourselves against a tyrannical government that wants to take away freedoms like speech and religious freedoms, the way that they can get that over on us is if they can disarm us. And that's the way it's happened. Uh, If you look at, at history, that's the number one way that tyrannical regimes have gotten over and imposed, been able to completely impose and completely transform society. It's by the disarmament of, of their citizens. And so I'm pleased to have Dallas, who's going to be on the show, because with this Merrick Garland, I keep wanting to call him Garland Merrick. I mean, whose names are kid Merrick? That alone is a reason to block the guy's nomination. Good grief. He should have changed. If he had the sense of God gave a donut, he would have changed his name by now. Um, so we're going to talk about the Second Amendment. We're going to talk about him as a nominee. I got to tell you guys a little bit about um, the conference this weekend that I went, uh, the conference I went to this weekend up in Riverside. I was so blessed to be able to attend. It was the Unite IE a conservative conference, and IE stands for Inland Empire. It was up in Riverside, which is not far from, for those of you who aren't very familiar with Southern California, it was not far from San Bernardino which is where, of course, we had the nation's largest terrorist attack since September 11th take place last fall. So I could not drive to this conference this weekend without thinking about that because it was somewhat close uh, to where we were. It was an amazing opportunity to really talk about spending time around true patriots, 
unbelievable. And it and it didn't really matter, you know, so much. Obviously, the conference was called Unity, Unity, i.e. Um, conference. Obviously, Unity was a through line. This conference has been going on for three years. Never before has there been a greater need to talk unity than there was this weekend. And there was no strife. There was no infighting. There were some tough questions asked of all the panelists, including Politichicks. I was I was honored to be there and be supportive of my gal, Dr. Gina Loudon, who's, you know her as the host of America Trends TV. I'm her fill-in for when she's out of town, which is an honor. She's also one of the three Politichicks, and these gals are hot, hot, hot. Anne-Marie Morell, Morgan Brittany, you know who she is from her lifetime, 40 years in the entertainment industry from movies like Gypsy to the TV show Dallas and other projects. Talk about coming, talking about dynamite and being brave enough to come out like Morgan Brittany has in Hollywood in the entertainment industry and be as fierce as she is for conservatism. Amazing to be in her presence. Uh, among uh, Larry Elder was there and Stacey Dash was there. Louis Gohmert was there. Um, Alfonso Rachel from Zoe Nation. I, um, Bill Whittle was there. I mean, I, I can't even remember all the names of the bigwigs who were there speaking. And Unity was the order of the day. And there was no infighting. There was none of this nasty stuff that's that's going on out there that we've all been experiencing and all hoping that we can put behind us. One of the questions that was posed to the politics that actually got me really thinking, kind of drove through today's show, was about Unity. And... Uh, Gina was so brilliant in her answer to the audience. The question was, how can we unify? And she said that two things. First of all, she said in a very um, respectful tone to the people out there, she says, I'm probably going to get some booze when I say this, but I have to say it. First of all, Donald Trump has a right to run in this primary for the Republican Party nomination. And she got resounding boos. She did not endorse Donald Trump, but she said he has a right to run. And when you look at these protests, you look at people literally physically blocking people's expression, blocking their constitutional right to assemble, blocking their right to speak and to be heard on on freeways in Arizona. That is disturbing and should be disturbing to every American out there. He absolutely has a right to run for this nomination. And the people who are voting for him have a right to vote for him. And I've been talking about how disturbed I've been and upset that I've been in terms of the hate that's gone towards Trump supporters. I look at those protesters out there and I'm starting to the the people who physically blocked others from exercising their constitutional right to assembly. And I say, you know what, to the never Trump people, I'm starting to see a lot of similarities because you're trying to figuratively you're it's, it's the same attempt. Just one is a physical attempt to stop and to try to suppress opposition, try to suppress an opposing view. And of course, not all never Trump people are like this. I've got great friends on Facebook that are just really concerned about, you know, where we're going and, and have reasonable concerns about Trump and everybody should. And everybody's got a right to vote for him or to vote for the candidate of their choice. But her question was to the people out there that are part of this movement. Her question was, are you more important than the movement? I thought that was a brilliant question. Are you more important than the movement? Because the people out there doing this never it's – it's a different spin on, on what I've been talking about with the Never Trump movement. Because I've been saying for a while – it's 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 more provocative and that it hopefully will get them thinking about this, because what is the movement? The movement is supposed to be about this year, whether you're Trump or Cruz, especially if you're Cruz. Cruz is considered an outsider from within. He's considered an insurgent. What is the movement? The movement is supposed to be about blocking. You want to talk about blocking somebody. How about us all unifying around blocking this one party system that's in place? Because the Never Trump movement is about to, if that continues, and Ryan's Priebus said it himself, he said what his concerns with the Never Trump movement is that it's about to ensure a Hillary presidency. Oh, well, we got to stand on our principles. Really? Well, if you were so about principles, then wouldn't it be Never Kasich? Because if you look at this movement, and I, I heard another great quote this morning from Joyce Meyer when she talked about, she said, if the horse is dead, dismount. And she wasn't talking about politics. She was talking about that, you know, that's a quote that can really extend to every area of our life, personally, professionally, politically. But if the horse is dead, dismount. Don't continue to do what isn't working. 
whatever, if, if it's involved in a relationship, if it's a business, if it's a political party or a system or a candidate or an official or whatever, if the horse is dead, dismount. And I got to thinking that's exactly what this movement is about. It's about the people trying to dismount off a dead horse and that dead horse is a one party rule and they know it. And you have people like Bill Crystal, who was actually trying to get losers who couldn't even who couldn't even get past Iowa to launch a third party run. And they know he's talking about trying to get Tom Coburn or Rick Perry. Rick Perry is a laughing stock. I thought I thought he had done a really good job in Texas, but but in some ways. But remember how horrible he was. I mean, does anybody really think? He couldn't even he couldn't even give in in 2012 he couldn't even answer a question about three bullet points involving policy. He had to put on glasses this go round to try to, you know, be considered anybody who even you know had somewhat of intelligence. So when Bill Crystal and these party elites behind the scenes talk about launching a third party run to stop Trump, they know that it will end up with Hillary and you know what? They prefer that. Because nothing changes for them. Because when you look at the one-party system, this is both parties who have funded Obamacare. They have failed to enforce current immigration laws. They've supported amnesty and open borders. They've funded refugees coming here with no ability to vet them, doubling down on bringing more people here who did exactly what I was just talking about in San Bernardino, the largest terrorist attack since 9-11. That's what this this one-party system is funding, more of those people coming here. Expansion of entitlements and the TPP, which basically sends money and, and it's, it's very complicated. I did a whole hour show on the TPP, but it even has elements in it involved in basically subjecting our businesses, our corporations here in America to a foreign court system, making decisions over regulations and laws that affect our businesses here. There's absolutely nothing in the TPP that's good for the American citizens. And that's one reason why Trump has gotten the support that he's gotten. And there's a reason why Ted Cruz doesn't talk much about the TPP, because Ted Cruz has a history of being, you know, for things before he has to go public about it and face the American people. And suddenly he's against it. I spent a lot of time talking. I did a whole show on the TPP and talked about his behind the scenes work with Marco Rubio to get inclusions in the TPP that were really bad, that were very favorable for illegal immigrants and really bad for American workers. But you don't have to know all the details of the TPP to know that it's not good for America. The GOP lied to us and told us we, if they voted and approved the TPA, the authority to give Obama the means to negotiate that, that the GOP then would be able to read every word and they would stop it and that didn't happen. Who was for this one-party rule? John Kasich. That's who's for it. The man who has no legitimate pathway to the nomination. And he knows it and he talks about it openly. Hey, there's nothing wrong with this open convention. I, by, when I was a boy, I was there back in the Reagan days and we'd just all be friends afterwards. When he says Trump will not win the nomination, I believe it's because he knows that there are shenanigans that are planned in order to steal it from Trump or Cruz. Because even though Cruz needs 80% of delegates to win, if he, the 1,237 delegates needed to get to the convention, the prevailing wisdom of the American people right now and the voters is, if either Trump or Cruz gets to that convention with a solid majority of the delegates, that's who should be our nominee. But the Republican Party, if you listen to what they're saying right now, Reince Priebus is coming out and saying these never Trump people, they're going to end up assure us with a Hillary. But what Reince Priebus is not doing is he's not calling out the behind the scenes plan. See, it's easy for him to blame the never Trump movement for an eventual Hillary win. But what he's not talking about is what could really end up with a Hillary win, and that is the plans for all kinds of shenanigans on the floor of the convention. Now, Breitbart has a story coming out about uh, what these puppet masters plan to do. I guess one of their reporters was in on a conference call talking about the Trojan. You know, we started the show by talking about if it's if the horse is dead, dismount. Speaking of horses, they've got a Trojan horse delegate plan going on, according to Breitbart. I have no way to verify if this is true or not. But basically, without getting too far in the weeds, 
they get to the convention, and if there's not, if there's 1,237 delegates, then, you know, it's a lot of, you know, theater. Um, you know, it's not, the nominee is not determined by popular vote. It's the popular vote determines how many delegates they each get. And then there's pomp and circumstance. And then the delegates, there's a big show on the floor of the delegates going, you know, being assigned uh, to the nominee. And then whoever gets 1,237 should get the nomination, right? They basically have a first round vote. All the delegates who have already been won by each candidate are bound to go ahead on the first vote and vote for the nominee. Here's what's going on. Supposedly, according to Breitbart, in states of Texas, New York, Massachusetts, Michigan, Connecticut, North Carolina, Dakota, and other states, including California, there are delegates for, um, there are people who are pro Cruz and pro uh, Ron Paul, Rand Paul, who are wanting to sign up as Trump delegates. They would be bound to vote for Trump in the first rule, in the first ballot. They know that there won't be enough if Kasich stays in. If there's not 1,237, it's all smoke and mirrors. They, If Kasich stays in, nobody will have 1,237. All these new supposed Trump delegates that are going to pledge to vote for Trump really don't support Trump. What they want to do is they want to vote for him on the first round. Then, oh, look, look, he doesn't get it on the first round. Then it goes to the second round and they vote for whoever the GOP wants him to vote for. And who does the GOP want in order to further the one party rule? They want Kasich. They want Kasich. They don't really want Bill Crystal's pick of Rick Perry. They don't really want his pick of Coburn. They really want Kasich. What has Kasich been about? You look at what he's doing. What he's saying on the campaign trail. Uh, we're get, his his narrative right now and all of his talking points right now are an immigration. We're going to take a break in a minute. We're going to pick it right back up because immigration, the number one issue that gave the majority to the Republican Party in 2014, that they refused to to listen to the will of the people. What led to the rise of Trump is back in, in the top story today. What is Kasich going around saying? He's already said in all the debates he's an amnesty guy. His his latest thing is we're not going to go around knocking on doors, dragging. This is almost word for word. Every interview he gives dragging people out of their homes, leaving children crying on the doorstep. He's also been about Medicaid expansion. He's also been about um, policies in Ohio that have led to businesses leaving in droves. The only successes he's had in Ohio has to do with fracking. He is a big government. You can't say never Trump. If your issues with Trump are that you don't believe he's conservative and you think that he's a liberal sheep and wolf in sheep's clothing and you think that he's held liberal positions in the past. Donkey and elephant's clothing. And what's that? A donkey and elephant's clothing. He is a donkey and elephant's clothing. Yeah, you you can't say that about Trump and say that's why you're going to hold a principal position and then not be saying hashtag never Kasich because that's who the Republican Party hasn't planned for you with this never Trump movement. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to pick it up on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about Cuba. We're going to talk about immigration. We got other topics to talk about right here on the Andrea K Show. Don't change that dial, folks. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen & Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434. Or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen and Bath. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it, too. 
you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Glad to have y'all here with me. Hey, you know that a little bit of a different music tone today. I'm kind of liking it, though. I'm kind of feeling it. Dijon, you had said you wanted to play a little classic rock. I'm like, well, what's your idea of classic rock? Said, Best genre of music. Yeah, well, I don't know if I agree with that. You know, I'm all about my R&B soul, but... <gasps> Ooh. There's some good feel-good music. Y'all know what that music means. It means my girl Della B is here. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. How's it going, Miss Della? It's so exciting to be an American. Is it really? Because yeah, the last time exciting. you were on, you weren't really, you weren't really feeling. You were kind of annoyed, and it was like you, you know, it's like you had been having to bump up against too many liberals out there, and la la, and you know, well, and you you didn't have quite know, a little pep in your step. It, it, well, it's getting a little. I mean, some some uh, some people are starting to come out and say, you know, they're conservative. Hey, that's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in mm-hmm. fact, I saw an amazing conservative out of the entertainment industry this weekend, Morgan Brittany, who is as beautiful as today as she ever was. Um, you, know, you know, she was Baby June back in the day. She was on yeah. Dallas. I mean, she's been you know everywhere, and you know, she says it's. She told a story about being on set and being in a play in L.A. And you know, when she was asked about politics, you know, and she revealed she was the R word. It was like uh, this guy turned somebody she had worked with many times turned her and said, "I can't even look at you right now. I'm so disgusted <laughs> with you." It's as like she. It, it's like she had revealed to him that she was a crackhead or something, and it sold. And you know what I mean? And it sold her baby shoes. You know, for crack oh, money. So what's oh, up? What have you heard? Well, you're going to hear it here first. I've decided mm-hmm. that Donald J. Trump is the Ferris Bueller of this political <laughs> cycle. <laughs> how, how is he the Ferris Bueller? How because in the world did you draw that analogy? I've been looking into endorsements, and it came to my mind that scene in Ferris Bueller with the Secretary Grace is telling Principal Ed Rooney, he's a very popular dude, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, the geeks, sluts, bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. He's a righteous dude. And so I looked into it. And you know what? Every, Every segment is behind Donald J. Trump. I mean, I got examples. Motorheads, we got Jesse James. Oh, true. Um, sportos, you can't believe the the current and former retired sports figures that are behind Donald J. Trump. You got Mike Ditka, you got Tyson, you got oh, Ditka. Did, did, did Ditka get fired for that? By the way, I heard he got booted um, off the of ESPN for that. I wasn't yeah, sure if that was true. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't go there. You know, I mean, Donald J. Trump is being called a racist, but if you look at the people that are that are backing him or that are supporting him, it's huge. You've got you've got so many Herschel Wall. Yeah. You know, we got a lot here. Yeah. Did you see? uh, And speaking of like the, I don't know which group is like the bad boys, the tough guys, but they had all these, um, you know, protesters showing up at the rally. One Trump supporter, African American, put a beat down on somebody who showed up in a KKK hood trying to act as though Trump was like pro KKK. I mean, yeah. yeah. Come on now. So you know, no. Now, it, now in the in the uh, in the wasteoid category, I got Gary Busey. In the <laughs> slut category, I got uh, Jenna Jameson and Tequila Tequila. I mean, you know. Hey, now Jenna and I follow each other on Twitter. Lovely gal, know, and she's got, pro Second you know, Amendment. Hey. In fact, I should have had her on to talk to my my next guest coming up, Dallas, because Jenna Jameson is fierce pro Israel and fierce uh, pro Second Amendment. So we got that category. Who else we yeah, got? So I, I got I, okay. So I added the cool category we got sheriff joe arpaio yes and willie robertson from the 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 duck people yes so and in you, fact I mean, speaking of sheriff joe the uh, the border patrol union they came out and they didn't specifically endorse him but what they said was that he was the only candidate quote mr trump is the only candidate that has publicly expressed his support of our mission and our agents he has been an outspoken candidate on the need for a secure border and for this we are grateful i want to see 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course, Sheriff Joe, I have loved Sheriff Joe for, for, for years. Was you it know, because Bernie's he makes his wife showed up and she was going to try to, you know, she was going to try to, uh, you know, get to the bottom of the, the tent city and, you know, how heinous this was. And, oh, my goodness. Well, they, Sheriff Joe invites her on in there, you know, and shows her all around. She talks to the people. They're happy to be there. It cuts their time in half. But right. it's 130 degrees. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know how hot it is over in Afghanistan, Iraq, yeah. Iran, yeah. where our service personnel are at wearing full body outfits yeah. and trugging 70 pounds? I don't want to hear about right. some people, you know, that they, they only have to work like eight hours and have to live in a tent. They're now, not, they don't got nobody right. shooting at them. Well, she, I'm surprised she wasn't equally horrified that they were forced to wear pink. Was it pink? Um, prison gear? Wasn't he? Isn't he Sheriff Joe, the one that was making him wear like pink? I don't think he does that in the tent city. I think that was down in the jail. What I remember like 20 years ago is some report where Mm -hmm. he he bought some wholesale bologna and it was green on the edges. And it's (laughs) like, you know, so... Yeah. So what? Cut it off. How many, if you haven't had to cut mold off of some meat or bread or something and eat it, you know what? You weren't raised right because then you're too pampered. Okay. That's the problem with America. You never had to cut any mold off. Hey, now, didn't I hear of another key endorsement from speaking of 70s superstars? Mm. Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo, you know, Chachi, you don't man. know much about him, but goodness gracious, he's conservative. You know, yeah. of course, he was on Happy Days and then Charles in Charge mm-hmm. and, you know, Chachi loves Joni or whatever. Well, you know, he's in his 40s. And he's smart. He's behind the camera. He's, you know, he's got a foundation for, you know, I don't know what the medical condition is of his daughter. But, you know, this she is a metabolic it was man. A, a metabolic thing. And he's, he's got bills to pay. He's got a mortgage and he's got a brand. Okay. And what he says is he wants, he's supporting Donald J. Trump because he wants somebody that will relentlessly go after Hitler. (laughs) 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 Hillary! (laughs) Baby, your slip was showing on that one now. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see a water tower that says, save Donald! (laughs) I was so flashing just then when you did that. I was flashing one of my favorite movies, Bridesmaids, where she's on the plane and she had a cocktail and a pill and she was doing like the Hitler thing. I was totally cracking me up. All right. All right. And one, All right. Any final thoughts before one we have to let you go? Thing, uh, I didn't see it. I, I missed seeing the preview of it. But I was somebody that I know. We took a group of people for their birthday and and went to see this weekend. London has fallen. It's a sequel to Olympus has fallen, which I didn't see. Uh, Gerard. Butler <laughs> so you're giving us a review of movies you haven't seen. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't even know it was a sequel. So it's got Aaron Eckert plays the president, Morgan Freeman plays oh, like the vice Aaron. president. Anyway, lots of bad guys, terrorists from a country. I'm not going to bother to name. You know, shooting up, going to you know destroy London and, and blow things up. We and my, I actually clapped at one point. This is movie has gotten pretty much panned, and I think it's because it just doesn't send the message that the that, that the Washington types and the liberals would want us to watch. And I give it my top my top word, uh, my top adjective for a movie: satisfying. Like oh, okay. taken was satisfying. Awesome. I really enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. It was tense. It was great. Great stunt work. Great super uh, special effects. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Well, fantastic. So. You heard it here first, peeps. Donald's going to stop Hitler. <laughs> 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 All right. Love you, Della. All right. Wow. Moi, baby. Okay. Um, she cracks me up. So interesting. She always brings like the weird and the quirky. So Donald Trump is the new, he's the Ferris Bueller of the situation. Hey, you know what? Um, as I was talking, you know, at the top of the show, it, this is about dismounting off a dead horse. And that is a one party, you know, rule system that doesn't seem to have our backs. The one area that I think that the Republican Party has kind of had our back on is the Second Amendment. 
there's been, you know, like Kasich, who's been, you know, he's backtracked on it now, but at the time was in support of, and, you know, Trump in the past. There, there's been Republicans that have kind of gotten on board with the squishy, well, nobody needs to own an assault rifle situation. But by and large, the Republican Party has made it very clear that they are in support of our rights to bear arms. The way that we will protect that, the number one way that we will protect that as a nation is through our Supreme Court justices. And the Republican Party, when this when this recent uh, after we lost um, Justice Antonin Scalia, the Republican Party led by Mitch McConnell, who's finally hearing from the voices of the people, said, we're not going to hear any any we're not going to hear any nominees. We're not going to have any hearings. We're not going to vote. We're going to follow the Biden rule because Joe Biden himself said that, you know, in the year of an election, we need to let the people decide. You know what, Obama? Elections matter. You said that, right? And in 2014, the American people gave the majority of both houses of Congress to the Republican Party. And the Constitution gives you the right to name a nominee, and it gives the Senate the right to advise and consent. And their advice right now is they're going to leave it up to the people. We're not going to hear your nominee, this Merrick Garland guy, who um, would be... The tiebreaker when we have cases like the Heller ruling in 2008, where we had four liberal Supreme Court justices who actually said (coughs) in writing the ruling, they lost. They said there was simply no untouchable constitutional right guaranteed by the Second Amendment to keep loaded handguns in the house in crime ridden urban areas. You get this guy, Merrick Garland, who has a history. He voted in 2007 to rehear a case regarding um, uh, a strike down of a handgun ban. He upheld a Clinton era. Uh, he lost on that, by the way. So that case was not reheard. Um, but basically what that meant in 2007 was a lower court had struck down a handgun ban and he wanted to rehear that case because he wanted that handgun ban. Uh, he upheld a Clinton era regulation regarding FBI having the ability to s- set up a gun registry, a supposed short term gun registry for background checks, um, which supposedly, according to Judicial Crisis Network, violated a 1968 congressional prohibition on setting up gun registry. See, that's how it started. You know, we were laughing about hit- Hitler. Uh, you know, the left right now is calling, you know, and, and, and people within the party. We got Republicans trying to say that Donald Trump is the next Hitler. Now, this is the kind of stuff. That's really from Hitler. And this is what's at stake if we have the wrong Supreme Court justice nominated. Donald Trump, is who's calling for unity, speaking of Trump, I think that we can all trust that Ted Cruz will nominate the right people for the Supreme Court. Can we all stipulate that? Donald Trump is saying he's actually... Uh, having a meeting in Washington today with a bunch of bigs from the party. He's trying to find unity, trying to bring the party together, which is good for him and good for us if we can all do it. And one of the things that he's going to propose to them, the the people at this meeting are refusing to have that. They don't want their names mentioned. And I can kind of understand that because things are very contentious. One of the ways that he wants to offer them to, to help find unity in the parties, he wants to give them five, he said between five to 10 names, actual names of people that he would nominate for the Supreme Court, specifically for this reason. Joining me today on the show, I'm pleased to have Dallas Martinson from San Diego Guns with me today, who obviously a gun owner, right? He's got to be pro-Second Amendment, which as I said at the top of the show, you know, every... Every right I have as an American citizen is precious to me. I talked last week about freedom of speech and how important that is to me. Um, but all of our freedoms, they're all protected under the umbrella of the right to bear arms. Our founders really wanted this right, not so somebody could go out and do some duck hunting, not so that somebody could go out and, you know, have fun on a target range, but so that really they could protect themselves, not even from an intruder coming into the home, but from a tyrannical government. That was actually the point of it. And so I'm pleased to have Dallas here with me on the show. Welcome to the Andrew K. Show, Dallas. Thanks for having me. Um, am I wrong about uh, the Second Amendment, what the purpose of it is, and, and that we've got uh, some liberal justices that would love nothing more than to take it away from us? Absolutely. Um, I think that a lot of people will, they look at it like the Second Amendment's only for hunting, and it's not. You know, there's a lot of people that do competition shooting, target shooting. Mm -hmm. Uh, They want to be able to defend themselves in and outside of the home. Mm -hmm. And so that definitely expands far past, um, you know, just hunting. 
There's a lot of myths that are out there around um, the gun business today, around our right to bear arms. For example, this thing called uh, assault rifles. Um, there's really no such thing as an assault rifle, right? Uh, right. It? So, um, you know, a standard AR-15, a lot of people think that stands for assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really stands for Armalite. Um, so, you know, California has its own assault weapon ban. Mm-hmm. So you can't have... You know, standard AR-15 with a 30-round magazine with a detachable, well, detachable magazine and a 30-round mag. So, you know, every, every uh, AR-style rifle we have here, it's either a featureless build or you have to have a bullet button and a 10-round magazine. So, uh, they use the term assault rifle because really what it's to me when I hear that, and I'm not even sure what all you just said right now, but basically what I'm hearing is it's a phony term meant to inch by inch, death by a thousand cuts, increase encroach and creep into ultimately, you know, the more that they can take away from us and the more that they can condition us, the more that we'll then accept more and more and more restrictions on us to where eventually uh, maybe the American people will just completely give up our guns. I mean, that's basically how I view it. Yeah. So, you know, you'll you'll turn on the news and you'll see, you know, the suspect used an assault rifle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it'll be, you know, maybe a mini 14 or it could be something that was used for sporting or hunting or it was an AK style rifle. Um, but you know, saying assault rifle or military style rifle mm-hmm. makes it sound scary. Yeah. It's all, do- it's like, it's like a, the ter- they use dog whistle on Republicans to say that, Oh, you know, that's code for, you know, um, racism speak. Well, to me, that's code for, um, it, well, code isn't the right word. It's, it's, it's a mind game. Right. It's, it's a way to, um, scare us into, um, it's called softening the mark in sales and in the con game, you soften the mark. You make, you make people start to see that this is bad and then eventually they'll go, yeah, well, let me give it up. We got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to pick this, this up on the other side. Um, the second amendment along with immigration are the two hot topics in the news today as we go into another primary tomorrow. So this is the Andrea K show on AM 1170, the answer. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day to day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation, a fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. I kept waiting for that opening line. What is it? Here I am. I never, that's one of those lines to where it sounds like rot you when it's supposed to be rock you like a hurricane. Yeah, like Jimi Hendrix, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's one of those, there's, a, there's so many songs. In fact, it's, it's such a fun thing to do is to Google all the songs with lyrics that like people get right and they think they're singing the right lyrics but they're not um words are really funny um and they're very incredibly powerful and before the break we were talking about how powerful the words are the left is so brilliant about conditioning softening the mark of the american people with the words that they use and they've been changing it um they've no longer used the word gun control anymore now they use common sense gun safety measures that's the new buzzword but what it's really all about is conditioning the people to slowly be willing to give up their arms we had here in san diego a while back i talked about it on the andrea k show and i don't know if dallas martinson from san diego gun saw this on the news it was a gun trade program it was bring your guns down and you'll get like um it was and, and it was like silly stuff i mean it was it wasn't even like good price if you want me to give up my gun you got to give me something better than a frisbee and a stuffed animal and or, you know, a week of pizza at Papa John's. You know what I mean? It was it was ridiculous. You're yeah. laughing. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do. They do a gun buyback. And a lot of times they'll, they'll offer you a fixed dollar amount for any type of firearm um, or gift cards. Right. And a lot of times, you know, some people will just say, hey, I have, you know, a firearm that is probably not even functioning or I'll mm-hmm. just get rid of it just to maybe, you know. Get whatever they're offering, but um. yeah, I mean, it's, I saw on the table on one of the morning shows there at this at, because they were just all day. One of the local TV stations was there all day, and it's like the guns that people were bringing in were all rusted. I mean, they weren't even usable. So I mean, right. it was, it, but it was all about messaging. It was all about look how wonderful this is. We're just going to be utopian. There's never going to be any more violence. This was all immediately after the San Bernardino terrorist attack, which of course nobody, you know, in the administration and nobody politically, um, other than you know um, Donald Trump talking about the reality of bringing uh, people here without being vetted. They wanted to make it all about guns. And we found out that the next door neighbor, where did these two get the guns? Well, they got it from the next door neighbor. So it busted through this whole myth of, you know, a gun registry because the reality is gun laws don't stop crimes. We've got the most restrictive gun laws in the city of Chicago. We've talked about it a million times. San Bernardino was the perfect example of the fact that there is no gun law that they could have come up with that would have prevented that. And so then the only one that they could come up with, Dallas, was the fact that, okay, this guy gave guns to the next door neighbor, which I guess he ended up being distantly related to or whatever. It wasn't the next door neighbor. It was a family member. So now what they're going to do is now they're going to require that if I want to give or sell a gun to a family member or, or a friend, that I have to get a gun license to sell it and I have to register that sale. Okay, well, okay, yeah, maybe they found some little loophole that they can close up. It's still bad, guys. Don't follow the laws, Dallas. That's right. And the way the state of California works as it is, if I was going to sell you a firearm that I personally own, you have to go into a dealer. Mm-hmm. You have to wait 10 days and you still have to meet all the state and federal requirements. Mm-hmm. So um, we already have background checks. We right. have we have every way possible to stop lawbreakers from breaking the law. The reality is here's here's the message. Bad guys are going to break the law. If if somebody wants to shoot you or murder you, they will find a way to do it. It's it's complete nonsense. Um, concealed carry. Some of the states are starting to pass, like in Texas started to pass concealed carry because there's a lot of people who understand. You look at what happened in Paris. How many people would have, would have lived in the Paris attack if they had been armed? How many people in that San Bernardino facility would have lived if there had been, you know how you stop a bad guy with a gun? A good guy with a gun. That's right. Is there a movement in California right now for people to, you don't want to talk about common sense gun safety. How about some common sense concealed carry permits to make it possible so that people can walk around protected? Absolutely. There's um, the Peruta case versus the county of San Diego. Okay. Um, that's a huge concealed carry case that, you know, everybody's waiting to be finalized. Um, you know, basically it got ruled the way that their county's issuing CCWs is unconstitutional um, because of their special requirements. Okay. Um, you have to have a good cause statement. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they put that, I think, into four categories, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially if you're protected law enforcement – 
personal protection with documented threats, mm-hmm. um, security, or business. So if okay. you don't fall into one of those categories and you're just, you know, you have a standard job, you don't do anything like that, you know, saying self-defense isn't a good enough cause to get a permit in this in this county. Wow. Being able to protect myself. The party that supposedly cares so much for women doesn't think that I've got a right to protect myself. Oh, that's right. This is the party in Colorado that said that I should just be prepared to vomit on an attacker or use other lady bodily fluids. This, you know where you know where any if you want to find out what it's like, the beauties of living in a society with no ability to defend yourself. Let's look to Cuba, where Obama is today, who actually chose Palm Sunday. Remember what happened in Palm Sunday? Red Nation Rising posted a hilarious post today because Palm Sunday was the day in which Jesus went into Jerusalem on a donkey. And so Red Nation Rising said that there was an, there was a donkey that ended up in Cuba on Palm Sunday, which was pretty funny. But, you know, I remember as a kid, asking my dad about Cuba and about these societies. I was like, well, daddy, there's, there's only a small percentage of people in these administrations and there's millions of citizens. Why would they not rise up over the government? And he talked about how you condition a society to uh, uh, citizens to, to accept a takeover, to be suppressed. And then when they've got no ability, they've got no weaponry with which to push back against a tyrannical government. And then they're hungry and they're poor and they're impoverished and they don't have any way to feed themselves or their children. And here you've got Cuba. And, you know, we cannot allow ourselves to go that direction. That is the Marxist utopian plan that they're trying to sell us. They're trying to sell us on this utopian society to where there's never going to be any murders if we take away the guns. And if we have this Marxist economic agenda of income redistribution, nobody will ever go hungry. Look at what is going on in Cuba right now. And I'm really torn over the fact that we've we're stabilizing relationships there. I heard arguments back and forth today on Fox about this. Some people believe that bringing America there and bringing Americans there and American money there and trade there in tourism, that it's somehow going to have trickle down economics and somehow end up helping the people there unless they have an ability to push back against their government and say, you know what? We want what these Americans have because Americans spending money in Cuba. It ain't going to get in the pockets of the Cubans. So if they had if they had honestly, America, how about we arm? How about Dallas? How about you get together with the government and y'all go provide some weaponry, smuggle in instead of Cubans getting smuggled out and landed on our shores? How about we smuggle in some weaponry and we arm the citizens down there in Cuba? Yeah, the the tough thing when in any country where, you know, private citizens can't own firearms is even if they own them, the first thing they do is they want you to register them. Mm-hmm. So then the next step will be confisc- confiscation. Confiscation. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, you look at Mexico. I mean, they've got it has it, their citizens are completely there's gun bans. That's what the country's about. Has it stopped anything? And even if the bad guys gave up their guns, they just decapitate, you know, all over the place. So it doesn't solve anything there. Um, you're a business owner, Dallas. I wanted to get into a couple of economic stuff because I don't know how you feel about these this um, minimum wage push that's going on. Um <clears throat> There's, uh, you know, a lot of, I don't know that there's any way that you could ever automate your facility. I mean, you know, and sales or anything like that. But there's a push to raise the minimum wage along big businesses. And the CEO of Hardee's, he's saying, you know what? Maybe what we'll do is we'll just have a restaurant that's focused on, um, you know, all natural food. There's, a, I guess there's this fast food place called Itza that is all by kiosk. And Hardee's is in, which is also, Hardee's, I guess, is the same thing as Carl's Jr. They're basically saying they might go to an employee-free restaurant. They, He says, the CEO says, with government driving up the cost of labor, it's driving down the number of jobs. You're going to see automation, not just in airports and grocery stores, but in restaurants. We're not hearing enough of this. Uh, these types of issues. Yes, immigration is important. The Republican Party also is, it does have our backs when it comes to the Second Amendment. But I'm really wanting, we got to also have, as we go into the general election, we've got to have somebody who can better articulate free market principles because we've got the American people buying that Cuban Marxist crap. They're buying this, you know, free, 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 free when there is so, no such thing as free. They're, they're buying the utopian argument of having a government, a centralized power dictating and controlling all businesses everywhere. 
there and that it's somehow going to end up with, with a better level of living. You have doctors in Cuba making the same amount of money per month and per week as bartenders. How is that working out in Cuba? It's not working out. And we don't have a Republican Party that's articulating that. Um, as a business owner, what are your thoughts in terms of government regulations? I've, well, I mean, there's no bigger for you as a gun owner. Yeah, there's no way that in the fire ministry that our business could be automated like mm-hmm. a restaurant. Um, you know, I right. mean, you can walk in a jack in a box and you can, you know, go to the mm-hmm. like a kiosk and on the computer and order what you want to eat. Which actually, which they had for a while and it actually worked out better for me because I got to modify everything. I'm like Sally and when Harry met Sally, I never eat anything straight the way it's, it's like designed in the menu. Yeah, special orders, yeah. Right. Anyway, go on. Um, so basically it's like, yeah, for, you know, the food industry, they can do that. Um, obviously for me, it's like we have so much uh, paperwork and mm-hmm. there's no way that we could automate that process. Um, but, you know, a lot of places, I think in L.A. and a lot of places that are driving up the minimum wage, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to push businesses out of the city and into other areas where they're not requiring, you know, mandated, you know, set mm-hmm. hourly wage. How long um, have you had your business? How long have you been? Over? Actually, we just opened up uh, a little over two months ago. Wow. Um, I've been in the firearm industry for over 10 years, but um, finally opened up with my partner uh, two, over two months ago. Kind of tough times to be going into the gun business, right? When there's, although actually gun sales kind of went up. I heard the gun sales after Thanksgiving were the best that they had been in many years because the American people have a brain, don't they, Dallas? It's like they, they know you got to be able to protect yourself and they know we've got a government wanting to take away our guns, right? Absolutely. Um, people want to stay protected. They want to be able to, you know, exercise their right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. And um, we're getting a lot of people coming in that are first time buyers mm-hmm. who never thought that they would own a firearm before who, you know, want to come in and say, hey, what's, you know, the best platform for me? And they want to be right. educated and get trained. Right. And um, So you guys do, let's talk a little bit about that. I don't know how much time we have left on the show, but you guys do, um, one of the arguments from the left about taking our guns is, and I've heard President Obama say this, I don't want any woman to lose her life because she didn't know her gun was taken away from her and used against her. You know, women, I got, I got a sister who is very trained, who has a concealed carry permit, mm-hmm. carries a handgun in her bag, and let me tell you, she could whip it out better than Dirty Harry can. She knows what okay. she's doing with that gun. That's the answer, right? And you guys do training for people, right? Absolutely. So the biggest thing on, you know, firearms ownership is, you know, you obviously have to know your product, what you have, um, but training. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will just say, okay, I want to I buy something, but, you know, they don't practice with it. They're not, right. uh, you know, proficient. And so that's the biggest thing is, you know, you have to, you know, it's all part of the ownership and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, you know, function with your firearm and right. you know, be proficient with it. And so right. that's the big thing is is training and actually using it. Right. Um, what do you recommend? I mean, would, would, if people don't have a weapon and they're interested, they need to come in and have a consultation with you, right? And like discuss, I mean, what do you recommend for people? I mean, I'm well known for having a house. I got, I'm well protected in my home. Absolutely. I'm grateful because I had somebody try to get in on me when I was, when I'm by myself, he saw my shotgun through the wind and decided to think twice before coming in. I mean, it made a statement, Sure. just the image of it through the window. I didn't have to do anything. That's good. Um, But you know, there's, there's, that might not be everybody's choice. So what do you recommend people do if they're thinking about getting some protection? You know, it's kind of almost like a case by case basis. So when somebody comes in, I'll talk with them and see, you know, basically, you know, what type of family they have, Mm -hmm. they live by themselves, what they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of have to hold and, you know, manipulate the firearm to see if they can, you know, properly work the gun mm-hmm. to, you know, load it, unload it, cycle the action, things like that. And, uh, you know, feel the trigger if mm-hmm. it's too heavy or too light, um, you know, if they want a safety, you know, things like that. So um, it's pretty much on a case-by-case basis thing. But, you know, a lot of people like pistols and shotguns. So mm-hmm. um, either way. So I mean, where are you located? Uh, we're at uh, 5995 Mission Gorge Road, Suite C. Awesome. Um, you know, right off Friars, we're right off the eight and close to the 15. So, um, yeah, awesome. right on Mission Gorge. Awesome. Go see Dallas. Everybody in San Diego, you have a right to defend yourself. Um, get it now because we don't know what's planned up down the road for anybody to try to take our rights from us. I believe we're going to have a Republican president in the fall. Um, and that means that I believe we're going to have nominees to the, to the court, but you never know. Look what Roberts did. You never know what could end up happening. You know that I will be right here back tomorrow night, eight o'clock right here. We're going to be doing live coverage tomorrow night of the primaries. Thank you all for being here. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K show. Go to my website, Andrea Let's keep the conversation rolling on Facebook as well. Love you all, everybody. Have a great night.